today on the show, I feel like we're not talking enough about Hayden Christensen's comeback. I've decided that 2024 is going to be a big year for something. Stay tuned for that. Plus, I'm old, so I'm doing an out-of-touch review of Triple J's Hottest 100 of 2023. All that and more on 20th Century Boy, the show that sold out Rod Laver Arena zero times. century boy my name is triple j's hottest mike hundred and this is the inside of my mind welcome back to the show thank you so much for being here for another week four episodes in to season six the 2024 season of the podcast it's so good to be back guys and um you know things going really well so so really really stoked with everything so far uh this is, of course, Radio Mike. Uh, each week on the show, I do a different name. I, I always feel like, because, okay, curveball, okay? I always feel like I have to explain that at the top of the show because what happens is, this actually happens to me every episode when I record a pod, right? Every week on the show, I do a different name. Generally, it's RM-themed or it's Mike-themed, whatever. This week, I just did Triple J's Hottest Mike 100. That's the different name, right? And you can submit your own. I always then explain that because I'm like, what if someone is listening to this podcast for the first time and they hear me say some random name like Radish Meshuganah, and they're like, what is this? What, What is this show? And then that's why very quickly I explain it. And I'm like, nah, nah, JK's, I'm Radio Mike. I just do a different name at the top of every show. As a little bit of like a couch gag, Simpsons style, right? Changes at the top of every show. So I explain that because I just have this anxiety attack of like, someone's going to be listening to the show for the first time ever and they're just not going to get it. So I guess in that sense, like if you are that person, welcome. And I hope this explanation was sufficient enough to you. This is 20th Century Boy, the conversations you wish you were having about the stuff that no one else cares about. That's the conceit of this pod. And you can write in at any time to any of my socials or radiomikepod at gmail.com. We do still have the podcast phone number, uh, which is 1-800-GETFKD, 1-800-438-353, I think it is. Haven't used it in a while because I'm pretty sure I, I talked about it in a TikTok ages ago. It went viral and I guess now people just call it. Like every few days someone has called it and they leave a message and it's just like a bunch of kids laughing. So I think, I feel like in doing that because we created that phone number at the the very first year of this podcast years ago. And I feel like I've created a piece of like Australian or Melbourne folklore. Like I genuinely think after I purchased the number 1-800-GET-FUCKED on this podcast, right? Five years ago, it's now just become a thing where kids in schools just go, oh, did you know you can, you can call this number? And, and basically it plays a voicemail of me going, welcome to 1-800-GET-FUCKED, right? I actually think I've created like a part of Melbourne culture, a small part, but like, I mean, continue to get the word out there. 1-800-GET-FUCKED still exists, right? Okay. People need to know about it and you can call it international as well. You just have to use an Australian dial out. I'm pretty sure. Um, But yeah, wasn't intending to talk about that. But yeah, call the show. The idea for the number originally was you leave a message for the show. Um, Then it got into some schools or whatever. And now everyone just calls it and hangs up straight away. 
other than that, couple of announcements to make. Um, I've had a really good week and I wanted to uh, share some news with you. First of all, um, pr- professionally speaking, I actually, um, I have a LinkedIn account. Feel free to connect with me. I've been doing more like writing there, right? Um, I- I've been doing a, uh, like just writing about podcasting, about work that I've done and my experience and stuff. And it goes pretty well generally. Um, I've, I've been working a lot recently freelancing. Uh, that's what I'm mainly doing for money now. And I'm focusing a lot on my own stuff, but then freelancing to bring in money. But uh, I've been working a lot with Keelan, who some of you may know what he used to be a producer on the Luke and Lewis show, good mate of mine. And we've been working together on a bunch of stuff, which has been really cool. But yeah, I, I realized from LinkedIn that I, I love, I love writing, right? And I, I, I know I love writing, but I just don't do it. I've been neglecting it for a while and I just started writing long form content on LinkedIn and really enjoyed it. Um, and I have been thinking of this for a while and I guess it's just a new thing I'm doing, whether you want it or not, it's happening. Um, I started a blog. Uh, it's on Substack, which is like a blogging platform. It's free to subscribe. You can subscribe and it'll email you my blog. Basically it's once a month, right? And I did the first thing. It's called... My blog is called All Filler, No Killer. Okay. It's a joke title. It's a reference to the debut album by the Canadian pop punk band Sum 41. Their first album was called All Killer, No Filler. Always thought it was a really funny title. Like this album is All Killer, No Filler, right? So I was like, oh, I'm going to call my blog All Filler, No Killer in like a self-deprecating way being like, all this is trash. Like this is just useless meandering thoughts that I've been having. But seriously, that's kind of what this blog is. I was wondering, I I did talk about it on the first episode, I'm pretty sure. But, um, and I was putting myself off from just sitting down and doing it. And then one Friday, I was just like, I'm just going to write a bunch of stuff that comes to my mind. And And I did. I just wrote three short things. According to Substack, it's a three minute read. It's, um, I think it's radiomike.substack.com, but I will put a link in the description to this podcast. I would love for you to read it. It literally takes three minutes. It's just musings on stuff I've been doing, um, stuff that I haven't talked about on the pod. Um, So it's just extra content really. And I'm going to be sort of publicizing it a bit more. I was originally going to do it once a month, but I did it. And now I'm keen to do another one. So I might make it fortnightly, might make it weekly. You can just go and browse it or you can sign up. And then every time I do a blog, it'll send it to your email. I'd love for you guys to read it. Um, I've been thinking a lot about writing recently and I've just, I just really enjoy it. I just, and I feel like I've always been a really strong writer. Like I'm, I've just, I've got a knack for getting my thoughts onto a page. Right. And I always have. So that's there. Radiomike.substack.com. All filler, no killer is my new blog. I'd really love for you guys to check it out. Um, it's, it's going to be fun. It's kind of just, yeah, just sort of similar thoughts to what I talk about on this pod. I feel like I'm not to toot my own horn, but I feel like I'm decent at writing in my voice. Like I'm good at writing the way I speak in a, in a way that's strong writing. So yeah. And, and this was another thing of me being like, nah, no one's going to read it. No one's going to look at it. No one's going to care. But then I was like, nah, fuck it. I want to do it. If people read it, cool. If they don't, who cares? I don't care. I'm just going to do it. And I'm just going to make it my thing that I do at least one a month all year. I'm just going to commit to that. That's 12 things. I, I, I think, I think if you want to, if you want to try something, one a month is actually a really good amount to set because if you set, like, if you have a goal and you're like, I want to do this every day, I think it's impossible. 
Last year I did this mu- I started this music blog, Mike.listens. It's an Instagram page. Go follow it. I still do it. And I was like, I'm going to listen to an album every single day and write a short statement about it. Quickly realize it's just not possible, right? Even once a week was hard. So, 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 but I'm like, if you just say, if you want to do something like that, just say, I'm going to do it once a month. That's 12 times, right? And maybe like what's happened with this blog with me, you'll just pick it up and then you'll be like, fuck, I really want to do more now. And then you'll be encouraged to do it. And you might go in peaks and troughs throughout the year, but if you just commit to one a month, you just have to do this thing you want to do 12 times. And I think that's a good, you know, maybe it's not the best, but I think it's a good thing to say. So please check out my blog link in the description. I'd love for you guys to uh, to give it a read, comment on it, give me your thoughts. Um, anything you want my thoughts on, anything you want me to talk about, I'd, I'd love to get your thoughts on it. I'm going to be publicizing it more soon. The other thing you would have seen on this feed probably yesterday, uh, the first edition of our movie club bonus podcast. Again, it's all about 2024 just being a year of trying new things doing new content for the show. Movie Club is a monthly movie club where me and producer Pat just watch movies we've been intending on watching for a long time but haven't, then talk about them. The first one was Now You See Me, the magic heist film from 2023, uh, from 2013. This month of Feb, we are watching Her, the movie from uh, 2013 as well. The episode will come out on the 29th of Feb. So just watch Her this month and then be part of our movie club. Join the movie club would love to have you as part of it. So yeah, lots of exciting things and I'm really, really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying the year of content so far. So thanks for getting around it, everyone. Of course, January is always a big month for Aussie music because every year we have the Triple J Hottest 100 countdown and uh, it's quite a big music countdown in Australia where Triple J listeners vote for their favourite songs of the year. Of course, Triple J, um, I guess, is always kind of contentious because it's the ratings for Triple J go down pretty much every year. I think it's it's basically youth radio, often hosted by up and coming younger comedians, great comedians, great performers. It's mainly about music, particular focus on Australian music, right? But I guess there's just you know lately listenerships down, probably in my opinion, just because radio listenership's down and community and youth kind of radio are going to be the first to go, obviously. Um, So they're doing a lot of restructuring there, which will be interesting to see. But the Hottest 100, of course, um, is a big event in the music calendar and the Triple J calendar. I, of course, I, of course, are 29... Fucking hell, I can't even speak. I, of course, (laughs) am 29 years old. I have no business caring about the Hottest 100. And To be honest, I stopped listening to Triple J probably when I was 23, which is kind of the age that you're supposed to stop listening to Triple J. I'm pretty sure like it's for like, you know, the 18 to 24 market generally, right? So a lot of people complain about Triple J not being good anymore, but what they don't realize is that they're too, like they're out of the youth radio demographic, right? That's why every time someone complains about Triple J, I'm like, no, you're just old now. I feel it, right? I turn on, you know, you're old when you don't know the artist that won the hottest 100. Okay. That's when you know, but I still listen because I love to hear what makes it, what doesn't. I like to kind of analyze kind of where music is at. And I have a lot of thoughts on this year's uh, hottest 100. I definitely knew a lot more of the songs than last year. And I think that is 
representative of a shift in Triple J. I think they are kind of leaning more towards playing some more mainstream stuff now. It used to be very indie. Like I remember one year there was like a petition for Taylor Swift to win the Hottest 100 with Shake It Off, but they banned Taylor Swift from being nominated, which, you know, I think is weird. But now this year you see a lot of mainstream artists getting in. Of course, the winner really surprised me. I've never heard the song. I don't particularly like it. It's um, Paint the Town Red by Doja Cat. Bitch, I said what I said. I'd rather be famous instead. Never heard the song. And again, that's a sign that you've really, really aged out. And I, and I But the other thing is often maybe you're not super familiar with the song, but you've kind of just through osmosis, you, you've heard it a bit, but I've never heard that song. I have heard, of course, of, of Doja Cat, but yeah was really interesting for a few reasons. Um, I want to do a little shout out uh, to uh, Angie McMahon got in. Um, She's my, like, I knew her before she was famous. Like she was around back when I was at school and she was always doing music and stuff. And I was mates with her. One of my best friends who was here the other night having beers on my balcony, he is a drummer and he used to play in a band called The Fabric with Angie McMahon. Um, And I just think it's really cool that she's now like in the hottest 100. Awesome work uh, to Angie. I actually remember when I was first starting out in radio and Angie, I guess, was very early in her music career. I bumped into her at a radio station. I was like, oh, what are you doing? And I had, and that's probably one of the last times I saw her. I think I might've gone to her 21st, but again, that was a long time ago. But yeah, anyway, very, very cool. Very, very cool. Um, so that, that was great. The other thing that completely blew my mind and I was not expecting at all is Blink-182 made it into the Hottest 100. I think in the 50s with song from the new album, More Than You Know. I really did not expect them as a Blink fan, but I was so happy that they got in. Blink-182, I realised, is I think, I think I've got to start, right? I'm pretty sure Blink-182 are the only artist in history to have a song in the hottest 100 in every decade it's existed. They had a song in the, they had songs in the, in the 90s, particularly um Damn It All the Small Things and What's My Age Again were in the hottest 100 in the 90s. In the 2000s they had songs like The Rock Show and Feeling This was in the 2004 one 20 years ago. In the 2010s in 2016 they had Bored to Death. And then in 2024, they've had more than you know. Probably the only artist that has had one every decade since it existed. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. But I think it was awesome. Also, kind of they made it in twice because uh, slowly, slowly, an Australian punk band covered their song I Miss You for Like a Version, which also made it in. Honestly, I was surprised that got in because I really didn't expect it to because I didn't think it was a great cover. I actually don't mind Slowly Slowly, but yeah, I thought it was, it it didn't really capture what makes that song so great. Um, I think it's more to do with the, um, there's a fly on the camera lens. If anyone's watching the video, a fly might crawl across the camera lens and I have no idea what that's going to look like for the video. So just keep that in mind. Um, Yeah, I think the jilted kind of vocal spread between Mark and Tom on that song in the original is what makes it good. And anyone who tries to do just a cover of the song where they just sing it, it just doesn't capture what made that song great. Um, Of course, the Barbie movie 
really cleaned up with its soundtrack. There were a bunch of songs in there um, that made it pretty high. Of course, there was, um, I think, Nicki Minaj's Barbie Girl. There was Dance the Night Away. And one of the best tracks I genuinely think of the last year, which is Billie Eilish's song, What Was I Made For? That song was, I think, the final song in the Barbie movie, not the credit song, like the final song where Barbie, the character, confronts the creator of Barbie. And it's like, what was I made for? And it's all about like, I'm just a toy. You paid money for me. What was I made for? It's very philosophical, very existential, very nihilistic, very beautiful writing, great lyrics, perfect for the scene it was in. Like it was a purpose-made song, I'm pretty sure, for that scene for that movie, for that soundtrack. But I think it absolutely nails what it was meant to do. And it's just a gorgeous song. It's absolutely incredible. Um, Also heard uh, a lot of G-Flip. I think G-Flip, who is an Australian artist, they had, they crossed a record of being, of having the most ever songs in one Triple J Hottest 100 countdown. And I haven't listened, I know G-Flip's quite big, but I haven't ever listened to one of their albums, but I listened to their album that most of the song, her re, their recent album, Drummer, and um, they have some great songs. I really liked the song Australia that made it quite high in the countdown. Are you back home in Australia? And then, of course, a lot from Olivia Rodrigo. Now, I know this is controversial because on this podcast a few years ago, I was like one of the biggest advocates of Paramore getting writing credit on Olivia Rodrigo's song. Um, what was her song that she made? The one that was a copy of Misery Business? Uh, uh, God, I can't even re- Why can I not remember that song now? Oh, whatever meant to brag. But I, oh, good for you. Good for you. I got it. Yeah, you, you guys know the song. Um, but I always maintained good for you is a good song. It just is a copy of Misery Business. And I actually think Olivia Rodrigo is amazing. What she did on her most recent album, she she ju- it's just incredible pop music with like a pop punk sound. And I love pop punk and punk music. I really liked it. And of course, Vampire made it really high. And that's a fantastic song as well. Bleeding me dry like a goddamn vampire. A lot from the Kid Leroy. I genuinely think Kid Leroy is one of the best Australian artists of all time. I think his music is incredible. Um, I, I know because Kid Leroy to me feels like the epitome of what old people in inverted commas would listen to and be like, what is this? Music isn't the same anymore. I think Kid Leroy is doing the most creative, incredible stuff in music at the moment. And I think I'm a huge fan. Uh, So great to see a bunch of his music get in. And then I guess, again, one of my, probably one of the best modern songwriters that I also think is similar to Kid Leroy. He's probably much bigger, but Post Malone, Made it in, uh, song Chemical. Chemical is an incredible song as well. I, I genuinely think some really good songs made it into the Hottest 100 this year. And again, as, a, as an old school kind of, as an older guy who loved the new Blink-182 album, I thought it was absolutely incredible that they they made it into the 50s of the Hottest 100. Um just because I think, again, I think that album is is quickly becoming one of my favourite albums of all time. And just to get it recognised on that level to me is awesome that like people younger than me are 
discovering this music. And funnily enough, More Than You Know, which is the song that that made it in. It's probably my one of my least favorite tracks on the album, which I know to many people would probably be blasphemous, but genuinely it's one of my least favorite, but I'm still so stoked it made it in. Let me know your thoughts on The Hottest 100. If any of your favorite songs made it in, I'd be really keen to uh, to hear other people's thoughts. Maybe a lot of listeners have been thinking about this. Maybe a lot of listeners haven't, but um, of course the last few years of the podcast have all been marked um, as... Mike's big year of something. And uh, for example, there was, uh, I think there was this. Get ready to rock because it's Mike's big year of live music and events. Yeah, last year was Mike's big year of live music and events, going to as many gigs and events as possible, which was really fun. And that was a natural follow up to the previous year's big year, which was this. Pull up the red carpet because it's Mike's big year of premieres. Yeah, Mike's big year of premieres, which was uh, uh, obviously um, going to as many movie premieres as possible, which was really fun. And also last year was a bit of a hybrid because it was also this. After a big year in 2022, Mike is back for a bigger year of footy. Uh, and, and they were all really successful big years, uh, if I do say so myself. And I kind of thought to myself, Mike, wh- like, what's 2024 going to be your big year of? And I think maybe a lot of you were thinking that, like, is Mike going to have a big year this year? And, and I can confirm I have decided that I am going to have a big year. But because at first I was like, I don't think I'm going to have a big year this year. I don't think there is anything that I can have a big year in. But I realise I've actually already been doing my big year this year. I've already, I've already been doing a big year of something, right? And, you know, it all started with uh, the harmonica. If you all remember from earlier this year, I decided that I was going to learn the harmonica, learned how to play Piano Man by Billy Joel almost instantly, then decided, okay, harmonica isn't like a, a, a massive thing to learn, then decided, if you remember, I'm going to learn some magic, some close-up magic, coins, cards, all that kind of thing. I was posting on my Instagram stories on the weekend, a bunch of the tricks I was doing. People were very impressed. I also put them in the Discord. Feel free to join the Discord. Uh, And now I've been loving magic, right? I've been obsessed with magic. Now I know what you're thinking. Oh, it's going to be Mike's big year of magic. No, because then I thought back to last year when I learned how to do a Rubik's Cube. And I realized that the, for whatever reason, and it's definitely somewhat related to me almost certainly having ADHD, um, undiagnosed, but uh, I would be so surprised if I didn't, the way my, my brain functions, uh, but I don't need to make it a personality trait, but um, like a lot of people seem to want to. Um, I learned how to make the Rubik's Cube, but learn harmonica, learning magic. What I realized is my brain if it finds something that it really wants to know, my brain gets addicted very quickly, right? Like I just could not put the Rubik's cube down until I could learn how to do it. And now I can do it every time in like a minute and a half, right? Or, you know, harmonica. Anyway, I've actually decided that 2024 is going to be Mike's 
Big year. Well, actually, I'll let the opener tell you. Get your brain ready, because it's Mike's big year of learning stuff. It's Mike's big year of learning stuff. I'm going to be learning stuff this year. That's my big year, right? We've had my big year of premieres. We've had my big year of live music. We've had my big year of footy. 2024 is Mike's big year of learning new stuff. Get your brain ready, okay? I'm making a list of stuff I've always wanted to know, but I haven't learned. I'm learning magic. I learned the harmonica, right? I learned how to do a Rubik's Cube last year. I've learned the four-step checkmate in chess. Remember last year I was talking about how I suck at chess? I've learned how to checkmate in four steps. You have to start as white, right? I'm learning stuff. And I've already got a, and I'm going to learn one thing a month. See, going back to the start of the pod where I talked about the one a month thing, right? This month is magic. I've got a list of a few things I want to do. Next month, I'm going to learn how to use a barbecue. I have no idea how to do it. And what, I, what I've realized as well is I want to be that guy. Some people would hate, hate. I think this is my worst quality. I'm an attention seeker. We all know it. I need attention all the time. I'm thirsty for it. I don't know where it comes from. Um, I had quite a good childhood. I don't know. My parents never ignored me, uh, but I just need attention, right? My brother hates this about me. He's never explicitly said it, but I know he does. But I just, I want to be the guy who like, you know, you're at someone's house. Oh, there's a harmonica. You play piano, man. Oh, how'd you do that? I just learned you know, someone pulls out a coin. You're like, oh, give it to me. I'll do a magic trick. There's a deck of cards. Oh, watch this. I'll do some magic. Oh, hey, does anyone know how to use the barbecue? Yes, I do. Oh, you got a Rubik's cube. Let me solve it for you. Bam, 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 bam. Done. Oh, guitar. Cool. Like, and I realize it goes back. I taught myself how to play piano when I was 15. I taught myself how to play guitar, right? I love teaching myself new things. And that's why 2024 is Mike's big year of learning stuff. Suggest stuff that I should learn in the comments. I want people to suggest stuff they think I should learn. The The other thing, which I, I don't know if it counts as learning things, but um, I want to buy an electric guitar. Uh, I'm, I, 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 that's probably not part of the big year, but I do think this year I will buy an electric guitar. Okay. And then I think at the end of the year, right, this actually, this idea just came to me. Okay. I think at the end of the year, I'm going to invite some lucky listeners to my house, right? Some of you I'm going to invite to my house and I'm just going to, I'm going to show you all what I've learned. Like, I'll be like, all right, here's the first thing I learned. I'll do some magic. Then I'll have a barbecue on the balcony. Then I'll be like, oh, now I'm going to shred on my electric guitar, right? And I'm just going to show, and everyone has to give me attention and be like, oh, wow, Mike, that's great. Is that, that actually sounds fun. I think I'm definitely going to do that. Okay, awesome. It's Mike's big year of learning stuff. I cannot wait for it. It also coincides uh, pretty nicely with me about to turn 30, right? Getting everything I wanted to do done in my 20s. No, I'm not going to go skydiving. I will never jump out of a plane. Um, but seriously, you know, just uh, just doing stuff before I turn 30 and get really old. I actually am already really old. A um, couple more things for today. I, I wanted to talk about Hayden Christensen. Of course, uh, if you're not familiar with Hayden Christensen, he was... Anakin Skywalker in the Star Wars prequel trilogy. That's where he rose to fame uh, or infamy, some might say. 
um, because in his role as the young Anakin Skywalker, aka Darth Vader, and I'm and if you've seen the movies but are unfamiliar, there's there's one of the prequel Star Wars where Anakin is just a little kid. That's not Hayden. That's another kid, Jake Lloyd. That's another story. In Star Wars Episode Two, Attack of the Clones, and Star Wars Episode Three, Revenge of the Sith, Hayden Christensen is Anakin, and we see his descent into Darth Vader. Okay. Notorious films for being for for being quite bad, for being poorly written, um, and George Lucas does cop a lot of that flack, but Hayden Christensen does as well. Um, often he is, uh, criticized for his woeful acting in these films from critics and fans, but personally, and this, I, this could crucify me. I always loved him and I thought he was an amazing Anakin Skywalker. I always loved Hayden Christensen as Anakin, right? Here's an example of, of some of the most memed, notoriously bad dialogue in Star Wars. And a lot of people think the acting was only bad because George Lucas's writing and directing was bad in these. But here's um a classic line from Star Wars episode two. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating. And it gets everywhere. Okay, so that's it there. Make that make of that what you will and that's what Hayden sounds like. I feel like as a society we're not talking enough about the resurgence of Hayden Christensen and his amazing uh, popularity gain in the last like five years. Because I got to be honest, I think the Star Wars movies he was in kind of killed his career. I think there's only one other movie I can remember him being in, which was this other movie called Jumper, which was... Um, another kind of sci-fi movie that was, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a flop, but it was about these guys that could teleport anywhere they want. And, um, the, the other guy in the movie is the guy that played Billy Elliot, the dancer in Billy Elliot, which is funny, but that, and, and I actually really like that movie probably because I love Hayden Christensen, right? Um, I always thought he was great, but apparently other people didn't. Then it, I think it just killed his career, right? I didn't see him in anything for a very long time. And then, bam, Disney Plus is like, we're making an Obi-Wan Kenobi series and we're putting Hayden Christensen in as Darth Vader slash Anakin. It happens. He fucking blows it out of the park. He absolutely nails it. It is amazing. It is so cool seeing him again. There is that iconic moment that I think I actually talked about on this podcast a few years ago where Obi-Wan and Darth Vader are having a lightsaber battle and Obi-Wan smashes Darth Vader's mask and you see Hayden Christensen's face inside. You're reminded that behind the mask, Darth Vader is Anakin. He is human, right? And Hayden Christensen mixed in with the vintage classic James Earl Jones Darth Vader voice, right? Their voices combine and you get this beautiful moment. Anakin's gone. I am what remains. And from that moment, I feel like Hayden Christensen was just back, 
right? It's like, nah, he's good. We love him. Then they make another Star Wars TV series. Admittedly, I haven't watched it. I do really want to watch it. I should start watching it. Um, Ahsoka. And Ahsoka in Star Wars was Anakin's Padawan, like he's trainee. Anakin was training Ahsoka before he became Darth Vader. And what do you know? Hayden Christensen appears again in Ahsoka, right? And apparently he blows it out, blows it out of the park again. And here's what I think. I am so happy Hayden Christensen is getting this redemption arc, right? Because he is awesome. I think he's the coolest dude ever. I think he's great. And that's why when I saw this news headline on Twitter the other day, my heart just started beating so much faster because I was so happy to see. Um, by the way, I, I do I do know that, that my podcast is very nerdy. Thank you. That Hayden Christensen is rumoured to be the voice actor for Shadow the Hedgehog in the third Sonic the Hedgehog movie. <laughs> Does that mean anything to you? Because it means something to me. I, I mean, the Sonic the Hedgehog movies are like just really dumb, kiddie fun, but I love Sonic the Hedgehog. Like I love those games and I love those characters. And, you know, you've kind of, I'm sure most people will be familiar with that core trio of Sonic, Tails and Knuckles. Sonic, it was just Sonic in the first movie. And then in the second movie, they introduced Tails and Knuckles, right? Um, really cool. The th- and the second movie ends with a post-credit scene where Shadow appears. Shadow is like the black Sonic. He's, his whole fur is black, not blue. And he's like the bad guy. He's like evil. And I genuinely cannot think of a better voice actor for Shadow the Hedgehog than Hayden Christensen. I just think he will nail, like, if even if he just does exactly what he did as Anakin, that, like, teen emo kind of vibe, he will nail it. Like, this is, like, a ra- I just picked a random Shadow the Hedgehog line off YouTube. It was one month before the Doctor took over the world. And then, of course, we have Hayden. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating. And it gets everywhere. I am so happy... So pleased that uh, Hayden Christensen is having this comeback because my boy deserves it. My boy Hayden deserves it. He did not deserve that hate. He is a very lovely man and a wonderful actor. And I cannot wait for him to be the voice of Shadow the Hedgehog in the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie. On you, Hayden. Get on it. Do it. One more thing, really, that I that I want to talk about, which I thought was... I was really happy when I saw this... Um, I've talked a lot over the years about how particularly uh, with the, I've talked a lot over the years about the, I guess, uh, the prevalence of universes in inverted commas in like arts, in movies, TV now, right? Ever since the success of the Marvel universe, I feel like everyone is trying to be the next universe and everything now we has to be a universe has to be set up as a universe. And it's like, no one cares. Not everything has to be a universe, right? Sometimes you, you see, you see a headline and it's like, Oh, um, you know, Barbie's going to make a, a, a spin-off 
about about Ken, Ken movie in the Barbie universe. Like not everything needs a universe. The Barbie movie was a moment in time. It doesn't have to be a universe, okay? And saw this great thing from Brian Cranston, of all people, uh, from hit TV show Malcolm in the Middle, but of course probably better known now as Walter White from Breaking Bad. The headline reads, Brian Cranston tells Breaking Bad fans to let it go. Let it go, let it go. And I really appreciated this because obviously they did Breaking Bad, enormous success, incredible TV show, one of the best ever. Then they did Better Call Saul, a spin-off featuring the character Saul Goodman that featured a lot of the characters from the original series, right? And for me, I think sometimes things don't have to be a universe. And Brian Cranston said in this, in this article, everything should come to the end. Everything's cyclical. Our lives are cyclical. The seasons, trees, everything. And so it's okay to have a beginning, middle and end and then let it go. I'm proud of what we did. Basically in response to people asking him if there's going to be like a new Breaking Bad spinoff because all the time you hear like, now they're making one about Gus, the the other drug lord, or they're making one about this character, or they're going to do this spinoff set in the universe. And Brian Cranston basically said, I don't think they should do that. I think it's okay for things to just end and everyone be like, wow, that was awesome. But now it's over, but it was awesome. And we remember it being awesome. Now with all this universe shit, right? Everything just becomes expansive and big. And then you like, you basically have to make it your life. Like I actually think if you're into Marvel, right now, it just has to be your life. You can't watch any, basically Marvel wants it. So the only thing you watch is Marvel. So it's like, you're watching the series that are on Disney Plus and then you go to the movies and watch the movies and then you play the Marvel video games and you buy the comics. You don't read any other books. You don't see any other movies. You don't watch any other series. You don't buy any other like, like I don't know, comics or games or anything. It's all Marvel. That's what they want, right? And to have someone like Brian Cranston go, nah, I don't think they need to make any more breaking that. I don't think they need to revisit that. I think it's like a moment. It's a show that was great and people remember it as great. And okay, they did Better Call Saul. That was also great, but I don't think they have to keep milking it. I think it's okay to just let things go and let things breathe. Unlike Netflix, which which like, I always bring it back to the example of Stranger Things. People are going to hate me for this, but I, I think the first season of Stranger Things was an incredible show. And I've enjoyed... I watched season two and three and I thought they were good. Uh, I'd never finished four because all of the episodes were like an hour and a half long. And I was like, now you're just asking me to watch eight movies. Right. But I did hear four was good. And I think that's, I think it's fine. I think it's fine that they made more seasons, but at the same time, I think they could have easily done stranger things and been like, that was a really good show. People really liked it. It was a huge moment in pop culture and it was, and now we're just doing something else. But like, because of the way things work now, you know, everything has to be franchised. Everything has to go on and on and be milked for everything it can be. And I've talked a lot about how I don't think that's a super, super creative. I don't think it's good for the industry. Um, but you know, I, I just think I, I was happy to hear Brian Cranston telling people to let it go. Let it go! And I think it's important that, that some people have this idea of like, Hey, not everything needs a sequel. Not everything needs to be a cinematic universe. 
Not everything needs to be your world. Whatever it is, not everything has to be that. Some things can just exist. And sometimes the more you add to something, like the, the more ruined it gets, the more distorted it gets. Like, you know, here's a metaphor. Sometimes, in my opinion, I've talked about this on the show before, the simplest snack is a plain salted potato chip. Just a potato chip with a bit of salt. Now, they add all kinds of shit to chips, you know? Oh, grilled wasabi lamb roast with a wonton duck. That's not a chip, right? Now you've taken the chip and you've made a chip universe and you've you've spread it way too thin, right? And And all I want is the original chip, right? The more you, like, I feel like the more you adapt something and try to make it bigger and bigger and bigger, you just sort of lose the essence of what it originally was sometimes. And I think that, you know, we're seeing a bit of a recourse of that um, lately. So those are my thoughts on that. Um, Just before we wrap up, I just wanted to do, I'll talk more about this on the Patton Mike show tomorrow for any Patreons, uh, patreon.com slash radio Mike, the Patton Mike show is there. And uh, basically uh, last week on the show, I, I I was talking to Pat about how I saw Redfoo from LMFAO here in Richmond, just up the road from the tennis. I think he might, he, he's a tennis fan. I think he was married to a tennis player. Um, so I saw Redfoo on Swan Street and uh, we did a little clip talking about it. And Redfoo responded to that clip on Instagram, which was really awesome to see. I called Pat immediately and we were both laughing about it. We'll talk, do an update on that. But I did want to do a stock take on celebrities who have interacted with my content in some way. Um, now, if anyone has memories of the of any of these, um, but the first one, of course, is Redfoo. Chappelle Corby, notorious drug smuggler, from Australia, also interacted with my content at one point, which was really fun. Frankie Muniz retweeted a tweet I did about him. So really happy to see that Frankie Muniz is a fan of my work. And of course, Colin Creevy, uh, or the actor that played Colin Creevy in the second Harry Potter film, the kid with the camera, um, I emailed him asking if I could interview him. And he said, he replied politely saying that he doesn't want to do it. Because uh, he doesn't want to talk about Harry Potter. So, um, as far as I know, I'm pretty sure there must be more. So, if there's any, like, long-term listener of the show that's like, no, nah, remember this one or remember this person, um, I think I, I, I think that, there, yeah, there, there, there's a few more there, but those are the only ones I can remember off the top of my head. So, please let me know. We will wrap up this week's episode with one of these bad Boys. The plug. Um, the plug's really go and listen to the movie club. Join the movie club. Watch her. Go and listen to that episode. Again, putting a bunch of bonus content on the show, uh, on the feed really this year. So there'll be more world tour episodes with Claire. Once we go to Japan, we'll be doing world tour episodes. Uh, there will be more um you know, Pat and Mike stuff on Patreon. Harry Potter and the Boys will be coming back soon. I've been chatting to Sam about that. And from there, I think the other thing is the YouTube. I am going to be putting some more original content on the YouTube. Uh, so get it there. Clips, TikTok, Instagram, everything. And my blog. Please read my blog. It's a three-minute read. You can get the app, the Substack app on your phone 
or on your computer. It'll work in a browser or subscribe and it'll just email it and have a little chuckle and read of what I've got to say. Um, that is it. That's that's really it, guys. Um, wow, this was a great fun episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. My name has been Radio Mike and this is the inside of my mind. I think that's what I say at the end of these episodes. I don't remember. Yes, I do. I do it every week. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,